Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. There is much to learn about faith, faith in God, walking with Him. It's not some unknowable mystery. You know, some people have had the idea, well, you know, some people have faith and some don't. And I guess just God just gave it to them and, and we don't know why. No, the scripture says to everybody is given a measure of faith. And then it's up to us what we do with it. You can starve it and never use it. And you'll have a, a very little faith, weak faith, little or no faith in some areas. Or... You can feed it. That's why we, we start off the class talking about feeding our spirit. Well, what, what do you feed your spirit? Not, you know, just entertainment and certainly not just, you know, worldly news information. And uh, No, that's, that's mental. What, what is spirit food? Well, the Bible talks about in Timothy being nourished up in the words of faith and how that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God or by the uh, anointed uh, rhema, the rhema Christos, you could say in the Greek words, um, the anointed spoken word that God has said, that feeds us. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Now, the very planet we're on and the star that is warming it and giving us light came into existence out of God's mouth. Go with me, if you would, to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and let's, uh, let's look at it. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, let's, let's pray before we read this. Father, all of us desire to know what pleases you and to know who you are and how you function and operate. And we ask for the utterance and we ask for the eyes and ears that can see and hear it and understand it in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 1 of Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the substance that can also be translated ground or confidence of things hoped for, or we can also say expected. And faith is also the evidence or the proof of the conviction of things not seen. Verse 3 says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by what? By the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. 
those who study these things acknowledge the existence of what they call dark matter or even dark energy. What they mean by that is you can't see it. <laughs> can't see it. And those who study some of these things acknowledge different states of existence as energy and matter. Well, this is matter, something that we can put our hand against and feel. But those that understand it realize that something is holding the, the molecules together. And if not, your hand would just pass right through it. Even though we call it solid, well, why is it solid? Well, another scripture said, all things are upheld by the word of his power, the same word that created it keeps it together. Now, that's one of the great mysteries that people that study these things, like, for instance, the, uh, the atom, you know, and some of the smallest particles and you, how that you have a nucleus and you have these uh, uh, bits circling it. Well, what holds them together? What keeps them from flying off? <laughs> What holds them together? And you'll hear all kind of speculation and theory, and that's because people that don't know God don't know. They don't know the answer. And you see some of the same thing. What keeps all the planets, you know, in gravity around, it's the star, and then all the other solar systems forming a galaxy, and galaxies, you'll see spiral galaxies these are astounding things. What makes them cohesive? What keeps your body from just flying apart? And this whole thing from just flying, what keeps it together? You ever heard somebody say, you need to get it together? <laughs> keep it together. <laughs> Why? Because if you don't keep it together, it all flies apart. <laughs> well, nobody would be able to keep it together if it wasn't for God. He his word, the, the word of his power that came out of his mouth when he said, light be or become, the creative power is also the power that keeps it together, that keeps it cohesive. Hallelujah. Whether it's the molecules of your body and the things that are unseen. See, everything that's seen came out of something unseen, or as those that study these things would say, it was energy or, you know, dark energy, they couldn't see it, unseen energy before it was matter that you could see. Well, God's a spirit. He's not a, the Father is not a man. He's not flesh and blood like us. Jesus has a flesh and bone body, but Everything that's material came out of his mouth. Look at it again, verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. They were shaped. They were molded and framed by what? The Word of God. Now, you either believe that or you don't. But you can't prove it's not true. You weren't there, <laughs> right? right? Something made it happen. Something is keeping it together. 
and is something you can't see. All, something you can't see is keeping everything you can see together and going. And that's, that's a picture of us. You take your own body. What keeps you going? Somebody says, well, you know, the uh, synapses in my brain and the, uh, the nerve energy and the, my heart beating and that keeps my body going. Okay, where does that come from? Well, it's involuntary from my brain. Okay, where does it come from to get to there? Where's the source of that? Oh, it's life. Okay, where's it come from? <laughs> where's it come from? Now, the truth is, you are a spirit. You, as an entity, you're not just physical. You are a spirit. Spirit is not matter. Spirit is unseen. And if you say, well, I don't believe in all, I don't believe in stuff I can't see and feel, then you don't believe in thoughts. You don't believe in thoughts. You don't believe in emotions. You don't believe in love or joy or peace. Hmm? These things are real, right? How many would concede thoughts are real? Are they real? Feelings, emotions, are they real? Yes. Love, is it real? Peace, joy, all these things, real, real. These are not matter. They're not things you can, somebody say, well, it's just a chemical reaction. No, you don't know what you're talking about. There's a spiritual that is the source of all the material and everything. Read it again. The, through faith, it happened by faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Go with me, if you would, to uh, Luke. Well, I'll tell you what, go to, go to Matthew 17 first. And uh, we'll just take the time to look at both of them, perhaps. Matthew 17. The... Uh, um, disciples failed to get a, uh, a boy delivered of a situation. This is Matthew 17, 19. And when they were alone with Jesus, they asked him a question. They said, Matthew 17, 19, they said, why could not we cast him out, this thing that was oppressing this boy? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. Now, we've been talking about unbelief. Is it a big deal? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jesus told the closest followers he had, the disciples, the apostles, that their failure in ministry on that particular point was because of what? Their unbelief. And here they are practically living with him, being in meetings with him, and hearing, how could that be? Because... God does not force us individually to believe. It's always going to be our choice and our decision, whether we do or whether we don't. And on any given day, there's going to be multiple opportunities to believe or doubt, right? To trust or not trust. To trust what he said or to go by what you see and feel. We, we have that opportunity many times a day. And on this day, they made the wrong choice. 
they, they slipped into just going by what they saw and felt, and they didn't, didn't act in faith. He said, it's because of your unbelief. For verily I say to you, if you have faith, as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say. I want you to say it out loud. If you have faith, you will say. If you have faith, you will say. If you have faith, you'll do what? You'll do what? You'll say something. You'll say something. And this is where so much of the body of Christ is missing it. Not doing this. And, and, and the church has gotten so far away from some of these things that when they hear people like us saying, say this, say that, they think it's strange. They think, well, we don't do that in our church. We, know we never say anything. Well, what about what Jesus said? Huh? If you had faith, what would you do? You'll say. Hmm? You'll say. Contemplate quietly. Huh? <laughs> huh? No, no. If you had faith, say it, say it again. If you have faith, you, have faith, you, shall, say. you shall say. And he gives, he gives even a, a big example. You'll say to this mountain, remove from here to yonder place and it will remove. Now this, you know, we're not necessarily trying to, you know, move uh, geography, but it is representative of something that seems impossible, something that is big, 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 and well-established, but it can be changed by saying, by believing, not just saying, but believing in your heart and saying with your mouth. How could that be? It's how God created the world. It's how he created the planets and the stars. It was the, the worlds were formed by the word of God. He conceived it, he believed it, and he spoke it into existence. Now it's imperative, class, that you believe this. If you don't believe this, you're going to be held out of faith. God is a faith God. That's how he functions himself. God functions by faith. So it's no surprise that godly people, the children of God, are going to live by faith. They're going to walk by faith. They're going to function by faith. They're going to receive by faith, overcome by faith, please God by faith. Can you see why we have faith school? Yes. Right? This is not just some wild idea that a preacher had. This is the Bible, and it is all through the Bible. It is, it begins with creation. Creation, the planet we're on, exists. It's matter. The dirt, the soil, the, the rocks, the minerals, the core, the atmosphere, all of this was inside God and He spoke it and released power when He said it. Now, you and I, are not operating on that level of knowledge and understanding. And we're not claiming our faith has developed to the level of that. But we are his little children. And we got a measure of that same faith. 
Oh, friend, that ought to excite you. The very faith of God that he spoke the worlds into existence of, he gave us some of it. Hallelujah. He gave us a kernel of it, a seed of it in us. It's one of the most precious things you will ever have, not just in this life, but in your eternal existence. This faith that you got from him that was in him that now is in you. The faith he created the worlds with. Sit out loud. The very faith of God. That he created the worlds with. I have some of that. Inside me. Oh. Oh. I have some of that God kind of faith. In me. It's in me. I preach myself happy. Huh? It's, somebody say, it's in me. It's in me. The faith of God. The God kind of faith is in me. Is in me. And so that's what he's saying. He's saying, uh, they said, why did we fail in getting this boy free? He said, because of your unbelief. But thank God that wasn't the end. He didn't just... Just leave them there. Well, you know, so sad, too bad. No, he explains it. That it's not just that they didn't have enough faith. Oh, class, are y'all listening? Yes. It's not just you didn't have enough faith. It's you didn't use it. You didn't use it. Well, what do you mean? Look, look. If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed. Now, you know they thought they had some faith. Being around Jesus, hearing him teach and preach all the time and talk about it, you know they thought they had some, and they knew they had some. They had seen some results of it. So he said, why say as a mustard seed? Because it's the smallest of seeds. It's a tiny little thing. And to, to say, do you, it's like saying, do you have any faith? Well, yeah, I think I got some. Well, Jesus said, if you just had that tiny mustard seed and you would what? You would say, you got to release it. Your faith will do you no good unless you use it. Unless you release it. And the number one way, it's not the only way, there are numerous actions, but the number one action of your faith is saying. It's how you got born again. Right? You believe in your heart and you say it with your mouth. That's how you got born again. That's one of the greatest miracles you'll ever receive and believe for. Say it out loud. If you had faith, you had faith as, a seed, as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say. You shall say. But what if you don't say? What if you don't say? Faith without an action is dead. It's inoperative. It's non-functioning. It's there. It could move the mountain, but it won't do anything because it's not released. Not released. He said, if you would say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible to you. He didn't say nothing will be impossible to me. What did he say? Nothing will be impossible to you. Do these words belong to us as well? 
Nothing will be impossible to you. Why? For one thing, you begin to realize how potent, how powerful the faith of God is. Well, all you got to do is look up in the night sky, right? He created all of that with his faith, with his words. And that's why he's saying, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, it's not like you need, you know, truckloads of it. This is powerful stuff. Is that right? This, this is the force that created the universe. And if you, if you just had that and you would say something would happen and nothing would be impossible to you. Go with me to uh, Luke 17. Luke 17. Said out loud, the faith of God. The God kind of faith is in me. A measure of His faith is in me. Now, now tell me the key, though, to getting results. What's the key? I got to use it. Is that right? I got to use that faith. I can't just let it sit in me, dormant. And what's the number one way I release it and, and act on it? By saying. By saying. In Luke 17... Luke 17, verse 5, this is interesting to me. He had told them in the previous verses that if somebody transgressed against them, that they were to let them know. And if they said, please forgive me, forgive them. And if they do it seven times in a day and ask you to forgive them, then you forgive them. And verse 5, the apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> They're thinking, that's a lot of forgiving, man. And it's a, it's a lot, which that, that's a revelation in and of itself. You forgive by faith, not by feeling. It's a choice. It's a decision to forgive somebody, not based on how you feel, but based on what he told you to do. If somebody says, I'm sorry, I just can't forgive them and I never will forget what they did to me, that's not true. It's not true. You can't forgive them. You choose not to. You choose to hold on to it. You choose to hold it against them. And the same thing is, see, it's exactly true about faith. It's a choice. If people say, well, I just can't believe that. I can't believe that. That's not true. Faith is a decision. And when you hear something, then you decide whether you believe it or not. And people decide all the time to believe ridiculous stuff. They just decide to believe it. And then they're convinced it's true when it's a lie. So it's a choice. But when God tells you something, he's never lied. And so you're always right to immediately choose and decide God's right. Choose to believe him. They said increase our faith. So this is a prayer for faith. Class, are y'all here? Yes. Reckon anybody else has ever prayed for faith? Oh, God, I need more faith. Well, how many know the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Whatever he told them is what he's going to tell anybody else praying for faith. What did he say? They said, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith <laughs> as a grain of mustard seed, you might what? Say. You'd do what? You would say. 
to the sycamine tree. Be plucked up by the root, planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Isn't this something? Very, very similar thing to what he had recorded in Matthew. And no doubt he said this. See, somebody says, well, this, this is in disagreement because the other said mountain and this is sudden sycamine tree. Oh, you're just showing your ignorance. No telling how many times Jesus told that principle. Huh? And he's giving different examples. Which one's true? They're both true. They're, which one happened? They both happened. And a whole lot more happened that's not recorded. We're not given everything that Jesus said and did. But can you see it's the exact same truth. The exact same principle. What would the Lord tell you or I if we said, Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. He's not going to say, okay, uh, brace yourself. <laughs> Wapo zappo. <laughs> now you're laughing because that's what people want. Is that right? They're like, I'll stand still, Lord, and just, just give it to me. Give it to me. That is not how it works. That's not how it works. In Romans 12, if you'd look there, Romans 12, he said, uh, verse 3, don't be conformed, verse 2, Romans 12, 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many understand if you want different results from the unbelieving world, you can't live and think like they do, Right? You have, to, you have to think differently, and you have to talk differently and act differently. and You've got to be different. Don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got to think differently so that you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace of God given to me, to every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly, According as God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. The King James says the, and a number of them say a, but there's a measure of faith that has been dealt to every one of us. So then what? That's what he said. If you had faith just as a grain of mustard seed, if you had any amount of faith, what must I do? I got to use it. I must not just beg God to give me more faith. I've got to make a choice and a decision I'm going to believe and then follow it up with an action with the words of my mouth and then whatever else the Lord would tell me to act on. And that's when my faith starts to function and the power of God starts to function. And that's when as I feed it and keep doing that, it will grow. It'll grow and increase. And you know what God's plan for us is? Eternal kingdom business and expansion with Him past this life into the eons. What's He going to have us doing with Him? I don't know, but it'll be big. And it'll require faith, faith that we started learning how to use back here in kindergarten. Is that right? Back here in primary school. Amen. And we even got some of it in faith school. Hallelujah. Our time's up again. Said out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome 
this world by faith. I am strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you again next time here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 